Hey guys, it's your host, your boy, George Mackay. Today's episode was brought to you by our official sponsor, Ray Bernardo of Road Sport Chrysler. This man has been in the auto business for 25 years. Everyone that has gone to see him has saved money on every single car deal that he's made. But more than ever now, in these uncertain times, he's doing more than that. If you've got lease and financing options that are too high, give him a call. If you've got auto repairs that you just can't afford, give him a call. Ray's reaching out to give back, and he's doing that because of 25 years of experience. So be sure to give Ray and his team a call, 888-656-3013. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram, Road Sport, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Don't overpay, buy from Ray. Now the official sponsor of Straight Talk Wrestling. What's going on, guys? Your boy, your host, George McKay, back in studio, pre-recorded as I always do. And if you're watching YouTube, you can see this lovely lady on the screen. If you're listening, wherever you get my podcast, I will now make the introduction. Please help me welcome horror movie connoisseur, mother of 10, Mrs. Tommy Dreamer, a valet to the, the stars. The list goes on and on. Please help me welcome Monique Dupree to the show. How are you, my dear? Hi, guys. How are you? We're great. It's Sunday afternoon. I'm here in Toronto, Canada. You're with Tommy at his home, and COVID is still very much happening all over the world. Now on the Absolutely. plus side, very plus side, Tommy's working steadily with Impact, which is fantastic. And you are doing, I know that there was a, a, a I guess you'd say a, an announcement earlier this year that you had signed on to another movie, but I guess that's in hold right now because of everything that's happening, right? Actually, uh, I've signed on to four horror movies since, and... Um, everyone's finding ways of doing creative things, just as, for instance, with Busted Open, they couldn't go into the studio, so they started doing Zoom. Zoom has been everybody's new best friend, but also green screen. So the cameos that I have afford me to uh, work at home via green screen. I have my own apartment in New York, so it's just pretty much a studio to do whatever I need to do. Uh, whether it's radio or what have you. And uh, that's how I've been doing my stuff. So I did a music video. I did a cameo for a movie. And I have uh, one movie coming up that I have to do green screen for. But I do, I am signed on to a project where I will, hopefully, if COVID doesn't get worse by December, uh, will go and shoot. But uh, they're just going to shoot with me. So it would be like a three-person camera crew and myself because I told them I have small children and I don't want to expose anybody. I can't do a big set right now. I just can't. I don't feel comfortable, you know? Absolutely understand that for sure. I mean, like you said, Zoom's been everybody's best friend. The great thing about being a podcaster like myself is a lot of people's schedules have opened up. So I've been able to get the interviews right, that right. I wanted to get, which has been absolutely wonderful. I noticed wonderful. that <laughs> because, as you know, um, because I – kind of the Jill of all trades. So uh, I helped Tommy with uh, the House of Hardcore podcast, which I'm not trying to promote another podcast on your podcast, but <laughs> at the, by the same token, um, that's just to say that, you know, he's been able to reach out to a few people who may not have been doing as much with COVID to, uh, to get some interviews in. So I understand that fully. It makes me wish I had a podcast, but that's just I do too much already, so I don't think I want to try to do that. Yeah, no, you, you really are the Jill of all trades. Like I listed earlier, I mean, when House of Hardcore was running continuous shows, you were a valet there. Uh, you and your daughter, the Double Duperies. Yeah. Uh, Monet, am I right? Monet? Yeah, 
Monet Dupree. Yep. Perfect. Monet Hi. Dupree. She looks just like mom. Uh, she has the same attitude as mom. They get into all kinds of trouble at House of Hardcore and usually find themselves in very <laughs> tough situations, but they usually find a way to get out of it after a while. But you and I, we actually met. We met back at Chinlock last year on Father's Day weekend. Yeah, well, I, I recognize your face now. <laughs> so I, I have, I have one of those faces, don't I? I do. <laughs> you, you do. You do. That's not a bad thing. That's a great thing. And I'm bad with names. So, you know, if you have a, like a, a face that stands out for some reason, I recognize it. And, that, and I, as soon as you popped up, I was like, oh, my God, I totally remember you. And I love Canada so much. Like Toronto is one of my favorite places. And right now I wish I lived there. <laughs> you know, it, it, it is challenging, especially with COVID where you are in New York uh, or where your apartment is in New York. Very challenging times over there. You guys were a hot spot over there for quite some time. Yeah. I know the numbers have subsided a little bit. Uh, here in, in GTA, I'm in Brampton, which is just outside of Toronto, but it's the same thing. Numbers are up and down because there's people out there who aren't absolving the rules. Right. And, uh, uh, I don't understand the... I really don't understand the mentality of uh, people getting so angry for just wearing a mask. And my thing is, you know, I have a family member who has asthma. She hasn't complained one time about wearing this mask because she said, if I contract it, asthma is nothing compared to what I'll go through and will I survive? You know, this is a, a viable thing. There's children that you expose. Like you have to, people are not thinking about other people. They're only thinking about themselves. And as uncomfortable as wearing a mask is all the time, because it's uncomfortable for me too. But I have a family to protect. I have other people I don't even know. I, I don't want to give anything to anybody. So I don't understand the whole big, you know, deal about it. But you see it more and more like I, I say I can't believe that there's people actually like throwing things at people that work at these places because they have to wear a mask and they won't be serviced without it. Just put it on. You can save your life and people around you, people that you don't even know, small children. That's my thing. You know, that's where I get passionate about that because I just think it's, it's not a hard thing to do. You know, it isn't. No, I agree with you. I think it's asinine. I have a small daughter myself. I know you have a couple small children. Again, like I mentioned, mother of 10. I don't know how you did it, but kudos to you, man. I have two I children. <laughs> I have two wonderful daughters. They're my, I'm, a, I'm a very proud girl dad. I love them to death, but two drive me crazy. Now, I know there's age gaps between some of your 10, but there are some that are literally a year, year and a half apart. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's got to, oh, I, would, I don't know. I, I would drink every night. Every night. I was going to say red wine is my best friend. And it's so funny because I'll do like when I did horror conventions before COVID, uh, people would bring me sunflowers and red wine because they <laughs> needed those were the two things that were calming for me and made me feel good. Imagine having fans stand in line and I'm like racking up these bottles of wine because they're like, I know you like red. I don't know what kind. And then as soon as I said Pinot Noir, in comes the bottles of Pinot Noir, I had enough to last me for a while unless I go through like a really bad spell. Because again, having children and having children that have talents in the entertainment industry, like Monet uh, with wrestling, uh, even though when we worked House of Hardcore, I don't know if a lot of people know, I did more behind the scenes work than uh, in front. You know, I would literally be the woman the crazy woman running around 
you know, next to Tommy doing like everything he needed to make sure the show was, was going. And then I would stop, get dressed, go out, and then come back and finish doing it. Uh, I know Tommy said it was like, you're like a little me in training, but that's essentially what, what it was. So she had time, thankfully, to like focus on uh, what we were doing and everything. It's almost like I would run to her and go, what's happening? And then she would tell me, and I'd go, okay. And that was, that was it. And then when I'm done, I run right back and, and handle all of that stuff. I was all, I'm always the person that you talk to online for House of Hardcore, on any of our social media, um, the person that you speak to for the podcast. Like that's what I do. I do a lot of behind the scenes stuff. And I actually love working behind the scenes wrestling almost as much as I love when I come from out of the curtain and everybody's booing me and yelling and screaming and calling me names, it, it gives me the same kind of joy <laughs> because you get to look after the show is done or when the show is ending and you go, wow, I helped to do that, to, to put this together. We, it, it went, you know? And um, that was another thing I loved when I got to do it a little bit at Impact um, when I was, uh, doing some of the behind the scenes promos and you know i got to come out with moose and a couple of other segments that i did uh with madison rain and it it's just the this business is unlike any other business and that's including the fact that i've been an actress for 30 years i just got into wrestling in 2013 as far as actively being a part of it because i've been a fan since i'm nine but as far as being a part of it, it hasn't been as long. But there's nothing like wrestling and there's nothing like wrestling fans who are also horror fans mostly. So I, have, I, would, I was just automatically connected. As Soon as I came in, it was like, okay, that's not a, a hard leap to go from this genre to uh, wrestling. No, it's not at all. And, uh, you know, the Dupree family has been in my life for a long time. Uh, Lean on Me was one of my favorite movies as a kid. And you have a, you have a small part in that. I mean, Morgan Freeman uh, taking that, you know, bigger kid up to the roof, the little chunky boy, and telling him, what do you want from your life? Like, I, a lot of that, that movie still resonates. I actually showed my 10-year-old daughter that movie not right. too long ago. That's and she, good. And she loved it. She absolutely loved it because it was relevant, again, to the times that we're experiencing now. It absolutely is. And um, I, I love that that was my first film because I learned so much on set. And Morgan Freeman, by the way, is the only person I did not meet on set. Uh, I wanted to meet Lynn Thigpen, uh, who was the radio host uh, voice for Warriors. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I love her. She's also in soap operas. I mean, what hasn't she done? Carmen Sandiego. I mean, she's no longer with us, but I... Like, I loved her. I really admired her. So when I got to meet her and um, uh, Robert Guillaume, like a, just a, quite a few people of, of the cast, supporting cast, it just really uh, resonated with me. And I said, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And it's what I started to do for the rest of my life, albeit on the independent scene. But I don't think people understand. It doesn't matter whether the budget is large or small we all still put in the same passion. It's just like a, like a WWE brand versus like an indie show that you would go to, you know, in a random city 
or what have you, these people still put in the same amount of passion, drive, work. The only difference is the money. That's really the only difference. And dare I say, independents all the way around have to work harder. They have to be more passionate because they have less of the flash, less of the money to invest. So you have to put more of yourself into it, you know? But that's my little two cents. No, your two cents is right along my two cents. Since I started this podcast, I've been highlighting everything that we have here in Ontario. Uh, all the great promotions, indie promotions that we have from Destiny Wrestling uh, to, uh, you know, Greek Town to Crossbody Pro Wrestling to Hamilton Pro to Barry Pro Wrestling. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, Super Kicked, Alpha One. It's just an incredible, uh, we're, uh, being a Canadian uh, wrestling fan, but also a Canadian fan living in Ontario, I didn't want to share it with the world. I wanted to keep it for myself, but that's not fair. I had to share it. I had to highlight it. And it's been great. All these indie stars that I've interviewed, all the big names. I actually sat down with Tommy over the phone last week, last year, Father's Day weekend. I got 20 minutes of his time, which was for me, I was geeking out. And then I got to meet him. And I was like, oh my God, you're Tommy Dreamer. And then I got to see him beat the shit out of Moose. But of and, course, yeah. <laughs> the decision didn't go his way. But I got to tell you, man, I want, if he's listening, if he's in the background, please put Moose Sucks Eggs on a t-shirt and sell that because I will buy 50 because he does. <laughs> it is on a t-shirt. I know, but make it so I can buy it. I want to buy it. Yeah, it's on Pro Wrestling Tees. Okay, well, then I didn't know yeah, that. So well, now uh, yes. I'm going to buy it because Moose yeah. absolutely sucks eggs, 150%. Absolutely. It's uh, ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Tommy Dreamer. That's another thing I do is promote all things Tommy Dreamer. But um, that's why he debuted that shirt. It became available the next day on Pro Wrestling Tees, and he's been posting it, I don't think, enough. I'm going to have to, like, maybe post it on uh, some of his other um, social media avenues. And, no, he went the other way downstairs. So well, I you, you tag me. You tag me when you post it, and I'm going to share it, and I'm going to also buy one because – I will, I, when the world opens up and I'm allowed to go to an impact show again, I will be right in the front row and I will not wear that shirt until Moose comes out. And then I will tell him exactly what I think of him. Now there'll be some swear words in there. There'll be things <laughs> like, okay. you, you fucking suck, but also you suck eggs. That will be, Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's, be the, that's the PG shirt is <laughs> Moose sucks eggs. Yes. But, uh, yeah. When he came out with that, he debuted it the next day on a uh, pro wrestling tee. So it's available for anybody to purchase along with some of his other, uh, some of the other t-shirt favorites of his uh, from House of Hardcore and whatnot. I mean, House of Hardcore has its own uh, store on Pro Wrestling Tees as well, as does the Double Duprees. We have our shirts there as well. So Pro Wrestling Tees, of course, you know, has everything. And I love that they have everything from, you know, indie to the the big Monopoly company. Um, but uh, it's, a, it's just a cool place and it's a cool shirt. So you have to get it. Yeah, I even have my shirts on there as well. Straight Talk Wrestling shirts are there. I got about four or five up there as well. So it's great. They allow wrestlers to promote, plus they allow us podcasters to get a little bit of love too, which is fantastic. That's, that's absolutely cool because I did not know that. And perhaps he should get one of his like a podcast shirt up there. He should. He absolutely should. Absolutely. absolutely. There I mean, you go. Still now off I, the brand of House of Hardcore, but you know. Absolutely. The House of Hardcore podcast, 150%. Yes. So, like I was saying earlier, though, like, the Duprees have been in my life since I was a kid. You with Lean On Me, and I'm a big fan of the Skeleton Key, you know, spinoffs, two and three that you were both involved in, which was Oh, wonderful. my gosh, really? Yeah, dude, I, honestly, I love, I love all horror movies. No matter how oh. bad or cheesy they may be, I have guilty pleasures, all kinds. I love, you know, foreign horror films. I love my classics, obviously, for me, are – I have three classics at the top. I mean, the Nightmare on Elm Street series, Halloween mm – -hmm. 
And um, the one that gave me serious nightmares when I was eight years old and I was stupid enough to watch it because I thought it was a movie about a guy selling candy and it was not. And that was Candyman. <laughs> and that's your big brother, Tony Todd. Yes. That oh my dude, God. That dude you haunted really my dreams. I was eight years old. I saw a thing called Candyman. I'm like, that's got to be something cool. It was, but it not, was in, cool. not in a good way for an eight-year-old. No, no. I never heard that before. That's actually awesome. I have to tell him that. Please. I have to text him and tell him that. That is so awesome. Please do. Yeah, I, I loved it up until the first 15 minutes. Then there's this, say his name five times in front of a mirror. What happens in five times? A lot of bad shit happens in five times. Don't say it. I'm so sad that the, uh, I want to say reimagining, um, the new Candyman movie got pushed back uh, because I think they wanted to put it into theaters. I believe it's pushed back to October. And I told him, I said, you know, that's not a bad thing because you have, that's Halloween month, essentially. So maybe that would be even better if it actually gets to be released then. So I don't know how they're going to do that because I don't even know if theaters are going to be open. But uh, I'm so excited for that. And I hope people go out and support it as does, you know, always supporting my big bro. I don't know if you see us on Twitter, but we, we go back and forth with one another on Twitter and barely text. Like if I text a man, <laughs> he won't reply. If I tweet him, he, he will DM me. <laughs> and I'm like, dude. <laughs> but you know what? That's the, you know, brother sister thing and he's been really really busy doing a lot of voiceover work because his first love is theater but you know we can't we can't indulge because of covid and such so uh so in the meantime he's using that voice of his uh lending it to a, a multiple multitude of different projects so everybody's trying to find ways to work outside of the box and uh i think it's kind of the good part of COVID, if you can say that, is that it forced people to think outside of the box. I think we all got comfortable with our routines and how we did things. And now COVID shook everything up and we had to find, you know, really creative tactics to still not only make money, but express our art at the same time. And uh, I can't wait till we can get back to having a, a crowd with wrestling. I can, I can feel the difference, but I still see like all the passion with the, the guys and girls working and, you know, doing their best. And I love how Impact has been uh, doing everything and they've just been getting better and better and better. I think they've been great for a long time, even before my involvement uh, in Impact. I watched when it was TNA. I just, I've always loved the brand and I always thought that it was room to grow and that's exactly what they're doing right now. I don't see how people don't see that. I mean, I hear a lot of people um, talking negatively, but more people are speaking in a positive manner. And um, I, I was so happy to see the, the audience participation online on Twitch after Slammiversary. We were all in the chat room. Tommy was in the chat. I was in the chat. There was like everybody was was in the Twitch chat uh, watching the the show, and it's just getting better, I think. Oh no! I listen. I'm a because Impact's got a special place for us, especially us Canadians, because there is a connection here with Canada for sure. You got a lot of proud Canadians right. on the roster. 
You've got, you know, Scott Demore, who has the uh, Border City Wrestling Trading School. We have all that stuff. So there's a connection there. And I've repped Impact as long before I started this podcast till now. The brand is fantastic. anniversary was off the chain. Every yeah. match was stellar. Every match was stellar. Uh, even, you know, Johnny Bravo coming out twice dressed as two very ugly versions of two very beautiful women. Uh, jo- Johnny Bravo's another guy like Moose, in my opinion, who sucks eggs. He's talented as hell, but he absolutely sucks eggs. Okay, yes, he does. Yes. But there was just so much electricity that night and so many great matches. And, you know, seeing guys that like Ken Shamrock still going strong, seeing guys like Tommy putting up the fights that they did, seeing the, the title changes, which was so fresh and wonderful. Everything. Yeah. I, I broke my heart to see Willie Mack lose it, but I love Chris Bray. So it's a win-win. Yeah. That, was a, that, was, that was hard for me to swallow. I have to say. <laughs> um, I, and I think that they're both phenomenal. They're both phenomenal wrestlers. But I was so, if you could see the look on my face when he lost it, I was like, no, this can't be happening. I love Mack and I love, you know, him having the belt, but I guess we have to see what's to come, right? Well, if you saw my face when Moose won, this was my face during the whole match. And this is my <laughs> face at the end. Wait, hold on. This is my face at the end. I just got, I, I had to walk away from the TV because I, I was absolutely, oh, I got, a, I was so angry. I was like, I, I can't did. freaking believe it. They, he brings his stupid title back. He thinks he's God's gift to the world. He's not even a real champion. We try to shut him up. And what happens? Nothing. It just doesn't go our way. That's okay. That was just a lucky break for him. But it was definitely one hell of a match. I got up and walked away. My kids were like, how? How did my seven-year-old said, she said, how? How did he win? How? I don't understand it. Because she's dramatic because her mother is an actress. But she really literally was like, I'm done. And then she didn't come back and watch anything else with me. She just, she really, she literally, she left and she didn't come back. That was, so, so it affected people of all ages, I can say. But um, I just can't wait to see uh, what's to come, uh, seriously. And I really hope that, I really hope that at some point in time we can get the, the crowds back. But I really, I forgot for a second watching Slammiversary that there was no crowd. And I feel like yes. that's how good it was to me that you see these performers and you see them doing uh, doing all of this and you don't go, where's the crowd? I didn't, it took me a while to remember, like in the chat, somebody said something like, I wish there was, you know, crowd participation. And I was like, holy crap, I, I didn't even think about that. I didn't realize it. I was just so into the matches themselves. Um, just great stuff. I think yeah. wrestling is just getting better and better. And again, before COVID, uh, how all of you know the independent companies and everything, how everybody has started to thrive, and how wrestlers were able to just go to all of these different places and you know have a career, even if you're never like on television or on a big screen, that you could still have a career. Um, I'm, I'm an example of that because I was. I mean, I've done like I said, small impact things, but I've just been a house of hardcore girl because I'm an HOH soldier for life. And that's just, you know, what I do. I only did independence if he did them, you know, where I would just go and uh, valet for somebody or what have you, but it's mostly to do behind the scenes stuff. 
And there's nothing wrong with that because the behind the scenes people are the unsung heroes. They're the people that keep everything going. But what I am excited about, especially about Slammiversary was, you're right, I, I totally forgot the crowd wasn't there. Some of the crowd stuff I like, what the other brands are doing, like behind the plexiglass, it takes a lot away from me. Uh, and putting them two or three rows back, that takes a lot away from me too, yeah. I'll be honest. But Impact, I thought they did it so well. The matches oversold. The matches were all stellar. That was hands down one of my favorite pay-per-views of this year. And that's not because I have Mrs. Tommy Dreamer on the screen and I'm trying to kiss anybody's ass. That's because it's the, it's the truth. It is the freaking truth of the whole matter. Slammiversary was one of my favorite pay-per-views. A lot of my friends were on the show, Josh Alexander, Ethan Page. They were defending their titles wonderfully. Uh, people that I've interviewed, people that I've, I've, I've had time with, and it's just a blessing. And I mean, of course, I'm a Tommy Dreamer fan for life. I've been an ECW soldier since day one. I had a cousin who lived in Philly who used to send me the bootleg tapes when all that stuff was going down before they got it. Because I was like, he's like, fuck what you're watching, bro. You got to get into this. I was like 11 years yeah. old when I saw my first ECW uh, tape. And I was just like, I love everything about this. There's all kinds of greatness in this. And I just wish... And we've all heard the stories a million times, the rise and fall, all of it. I just wish that it could have, instead of getting the great talent plucked out of it, I wish they would have let it flourish and blossom because who knows what it probably would have been, what House of Hardcore is today, ECW could have been that. And that's Absolutely. the sad part about it. I miss it, it with I miss it with all my heart, but there's still so much great stuff that came out of it. So much great talent. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you see some of the people, like I, I'm still in shock that my first match ever was with Sandman, was with Blue Meanie, was with Guido. Like, I'm like, these are ECW legends and I'm in the ring with them for the first time in my life, ever. <laughs> this is just greatness. Um, and I agree with you that I really wish that there was an ECW, but I have to, I try to look at the positives and say everything happens for a reason. I have no idea what that reason is, but um, I do love that he takes some of ECW and puts it into House of Hardcore because, you know, to me, he is like the heart and soul of ECW and he brings those people back. You know, they're all, it's a family. It's a family thing. And I love it so so much i love that he's allowed people to retire you know from house of hardcore and just how he puts the shows together it's moving art like just watching him work it just is phenomenal and i really hope that uh that hoh could survive COVID because you know we we can't do anything right now with no fans and whatnot because we rely on that so we just have to uh, pump the podcast in the interim and hope that COVID will die down and things will be better and we can have, you know, an audience again, a crowd and, and go back, go back home to Philly, you know what I'm saying? To the 2300 arena, which I don't think that uh, Philly is allowed to have any shows until next year. Uh, or at least that's what I, I heard. So it won't be anything this year, unfortunately. So anybody that gets their Tommy Dreamer fix has to get it by watching Impact, which is pretty cool because, you know, you get to still see him on Impact. Absolutely. And it's and literally the Impact Plus app, the Access TV app, is only $7 a month. It is, it is so affordable. I have subscribed since, you know, it switched to Access. 
I love everything about it. And uh, you can catch it on Twitch uh, every Tuesday. So there's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with getting your fix. And that's the, the great part about it is, and all those people you've mentioned, I've hit them all up to be on the show and none of them have got back to me. So now that I have interviewed you and you know how fantastic I am, maybe you can put a word in and say, hey guys, George is straight talk. He's on the level. Give him, give him fucking 45 minutes. That's all I have to <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely absolutely perfect I so know, i don't know if sandman could sit still for 45 minutes that's okay he could carry the laptop around with him i just need it i just need him there with me it's sandman I, I can totally see him just walking around and showing you stuff with the laptop that's and i would just be like this the whole time <laughs> wow that's awesome that is so the personality that is so his personality he's just he's a he's another crazy one but he's so intelligent he's so he knows so much it's like one of those did you know guys that just knows everything so he's, he's like, like an uncle john's bathroom guy <laughs> <laughs> just so all of this knowledge which i always say is so crazy for somebody that's taken so many bumps in their life to retain all of this knowledge it's it's crazy it shows how thick his skull really is that's what it shows. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So after I saw you last year at Chinlock, uh, we became friends on Facebook. We've messaged a few times here or there. I've commented on some of the wonderful pictures of your family, your workout videos. But what I love about your feeds is how um, amazing you are with the family, your family time, your kids. They're all wonderful. They all look like amazing human beings. And um, what I also love is that you don't take shit. And you are... Um, a very big advocate of nudity is art. You have your OnlyFans page and all that stuff. And, you know, you're, you're top-notch talent. I mean, most of the B-movie films, there has been nudity scenes in them, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. But what I love is how all these people, these keyboard warriors, as they're known, come up, they, they start shooting all their crap. But I've seen you blast people back. And I don't know if you know it, but if you go back on your Facebook, you'll see every comment where you've literally blasted someone. I either have the laughing smiley face because it's hilarious how well you, how you're, you're quite the wordsmith. And I've also put the thumbs up or the heart because everything you say is true. I think one of them was there was a lady who was like, oh, you know, you have your, you're always showing your body. You're a mom, this and that. And you're like, there's nothing wrong with being a mom and showing my body. I'm proud of the battle scars that I have from giving birth to yeah. 10 babies. And I have no regrets from that. And, yeah. but the way you spun it was you spun it like to translate it to, you know, an angry person thing was like, you fucking bitch, I will beat the living shit out of you. But you didn't say that. Right. You spun it in a way where even if I was on the other end of that message, that was a little bit salty in my wounds. I was like, damn, damn. I just feel like I, it bothers me that people feel so comfortable to attack others. And, you know, not to like really get into a serious topic, but suicide rate has been rising and rising uh, due to bullying. And, and I don't ever want any of my children to feel that way, uh, to just be harassed as much as I don't really want them online. They're like their mother, so they're online. I can't really control it. They're adults. But I don't ever want them to feel that way. So I show them that you can fire back. You don't have to be nasty. You don't have to threaten their lives, even though you could say it in a way in which <laughs> says, I can come find you even though you're not saying I could come find you. But uh, I, a lot of the times, because Tommy's even asked me, why do you even, you know, they're not worth your time. I said, sometimes you have to 
sometimes you have to stand up and just be that example. I just like to let people know that they don't have to sit there and take it. They don't have to feel bad about themselves or feel like their life isn't worth living because these keyboard warriors are attacking them. You can fight back with your voice, using your voice, do the same thing that, that they did to them. And that's one of the only reasons why I, I speak out. I, I was bullied uh, throughout school. That's how I ended up with these tattoos because they would pull my hair so much, the side of my hair right here just never grew back. And I used to feel bad about myself. And I was like, oh, I'm ugly or, you know, I'm bald headed because I had a head full of hair, but it wouldn't grow right here. And that's like the first place people see on, on your head. So I said, you know what? I'm going to take that back. I'm just going to get a tattoo. This is me showing them that you couldn't beat me. That you, and that's emotional and, and mental. And, but that's why I got tattoos. Otherwise, I wasn't getting tattoos on my head. It hurt. It hurts a lot. You mean you weren't going to do the Tyson? You weren't going to do the Tyson? <laughs> Even though, honestly, getting it on the fleshy part of your face would be less painful than this. And this was the most painful part. These are leopard prints. But this is the most painful part because as they went down like this, I was contemplating my life and how it sucked at that very moment. And why am I doing this? Like, but uh, it was totally worth it to, to do. And I just said that story because there's so many people that are, are bullied and they feel like they have nowhere to go and nobody to talk to. I also leave myself open sometimes a little too much, but I say, you know, if you need to talk, you know, you can inbox me because do you know how, Many times a day I scroll through my feed and read, uh, I'm going to kill myself today, or I don't think I'm going to make it through the day. That's heartbreaking for me. And I don't know these people, but it's so heartbreaking. And some of them are like big wrestling fans. So I'll try to connect and message them and go, hey, and just start talking about wrestling. I don't even mention their, their message that they posted. And I see them posting the next week and I go, okay, I don't know what happened, but they're still here. They're still with us. Uh, man, I tell you, uh, wrestling connects people in a way in which I've never seen anything else connect a group of misfits. And uh, we all have to uplift each other and stop tearing each other down, you know, in all seriousness, because we do it too often and without thinking to one another and we don't realize that this is a human being. This is somebody's daughter or son, or like imagine your child being ripped apart like you'd rip somebody apart. You wouldn't want to see that. And so I'm a big advocate for that. And that's why I go after those fuckers. Well, I don't know if I was supposed to. You can swear, you're good, you're good. I'm getting angry, <laughs> pardon me. <laughs> no, it's all good. You know what? I agree with you. Uh, I'm a very big protective papa bear. Um, my daughter's had some issues. I've handled those issues. I've, I've gone to the principal, gotten right in the principal's face and said, either you get me five minutes alone with that kid's father, or uh, I'll just follow the kid home one day and I'll beat the living shit out of his dad right on his front porch. I don't give a shit. If it's my kids, I'm going to protect him to the full force. And, you know, I brought that up only to highlight kudos to you because it's, you need more strong people like that. And you're right. Wrestling, I have been a misfit from day one. I've never felt... 100%, you know, complete, but that wrestling has done so much for me. 
It's given me so much. It's made, it's made my kids fans. I met my wife. One of the things we both connected on right away was that we're huge wrestling fans. And, you know, here we are, 18 years together, 12 years married. And you can't say anything. If it wasn't for wrestling and sports and all the things that I had, I wouldn't be the person I am today. And you're right. Wrestling is, that's why I started this podcast, was to highlight the talent that nobody ever sees, but also to give back how much love I have for this business that we've been talking absolutely, about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the, that's the key crazy. factor. I, and wrestling, you know, brought us together. So I'm just, I'm very grateful for that. But like, I really watching as young as I did, I didn't watch because I was interested. I watched because my mother used to make me um, take the commercials out on the VHS tapes. So I would have to watch. And when I thought a commercial was coming, I had to pause it. So I was an early editor. <laughs> Let's just say that. And then uh, when I thought the commercial was uh, stopping and the show was starting again, I would have to just take it off so that it w went seamlessly for her and she could fit as many WWE, WWF shows into the VHS tape at a time. Like she would fit three or four on there. And uh, the pay-per-views and everything, I don't know if we were supposed to do that or if that was legal. I just know that she had tons of VHS tapes and I had to edit them while it was happening. That is actually how I started watching wrestling. That's how I got interested because you have to watch intently in order to do the editing. And then I just fell in it. And then it got to points where I forgot to take the commercials out because I'm too busy watching and reacting <laughs> from the things that I was watching. And then I fell in love with Miss Elizabeth and I wanted to be her so bad. I was just like, I'm gonna be like that and I'm gonna be a princess and I'm gonna protect my man and I'm gonna, you know, all of that stuff. And somewhere along the lines, I, I had lost that. I guess because I fell in and out of wrestling. We all do that. We, you know, sometimes you watch and then I went a, a year without watching. Yeah, well, I was having children. I was, I had other stuff I had to, to concentrate you were on. Chasing, you were chasing all these little bundles of joy around. Stop it, don't touch that. What are you doing? Absolutely. Leave it alone. <laughs> and while, and actually while chasing my dream because I was told that once I had children, I'd never be able to be in an entertainment industry because how am I going to, uh, focus on being an actress if I have children. And then I proved them wrong by being pregnant and working. And uh, the episode I was in, A Law and Order, I was actually like six months pregnant, seven months pregnant. Really? Uh, for that episode, I was. Wow, bless and your I, heart. I couldn't tell. And I, I just, it's just one of those things where you just work. Like, I didn't even let them know I was pregnant. When I got there, I think they just thought I was heavier, and I eventually said I was pregnant, and uh, that was fine because by then I had done maybe 10, 11 hours on set. <laughs> I was already in the footage, so it didn't matter. But yeah, just uh, I believe, I always believe in proving people wrong with your actions. You know, just let them talk and do what you're going to do. And I feel like I don't know, just being around wrestling has helped me to be a better person. Like I said, it's a group of misfits and dysfunctional people. We're like a big dysfunctional wrestling family. That's what a uh, dreamer says all the time, but it's so true. There's no other more uh, succinct way to put it. 
we're a big dysfunctional family and I love it. And I just feel like we should definitely support each other uh, more. And it's not always about like money support. I just mean support, emotional support, not tear one another down. We could argue about wrestling oh, all day long and say who we like and who we don't like. But when it comes to like real life stuff, not to tear one another down. So I, I just hope that that message gets across. I, I preach it all the time, but who knows if it's resonating. I think it is. I mean, there's a movement, not going to say that it was started by what you resonated, but there's a movement that's been happening the last couple of months that we all know about the speaking out movement, where yeah. a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that is horrible, a lot of that bullying that we talked about with the keyboard warriors was happening in the background. Yeah. And a lot of people were scared, but then one person came out and another person came out and another, and it, and it started, it started a revolution that when the COVID ends and the world goes back to whatever the new normal is going to be wrestling, will be a better place. And you segue perfectly into my next question, which is what is your stance on the speaking out movement that's happening right now? Ooh, well, I feel like nobody should be made to feel uncomfortable. Um, I don't know if my concern with movements always are people that will jump on a bandwagon and lie to get back at other people. I don't know anybody's stories personally. I sat there horrified looking at all the hashtags. Like I was just reading the stories and my heart was breaking for these people that felt so like they couldn't say anything. And, and that's, you know, that's in the entertainment industry as well. I mean, that, the Me Too movement, you know, it's, it's horrible. And I, you know, I actually have a like Me Too story that I didn't share. I've never been uh, a, approached in a wrong way in re with wrestling and everything. It's probably a reason why, but- um, a, very, but um, a very scary reason why, <laughs> just down the but, hall. <laughs> but, um, but I just, my heart breaks for, those people and you're right what my hope is is when COVID ends that when we go back into the the new norm of the wrestling environment that it would be with this newfound information and there will be uh different things in place so that nobody has to feel that way again and nobody has to be attacked and feel like they can't speak out but that's that's what happens you know, it, again, I, my only reference is film. In film life, people can approach you in a certain way and make you feel uncomfortable and even do things. And then your career could be threatened, that you can just be blacklisted. And you don't know if it's true unless you actually speak out first. So then you get scared and you just pull back. It happens all the time, it does. Um, I just hope that there's uh, some resolution. I know for some people there'll never be resolution, but I just hope that everybody can continue to be brave enough to just speak what happened to them and just stay true to facts and don't, you know, I don't want anybody to ever try to set out to 
to hurt anybody purposefully because one thing like that can cause, can put everybody else in question. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I don't want because it's a, it's a valid movement. It's a, you know, it was time. I mean, I guess I'll just say it like that, but um, I'm fortunate in that I haven't had to be made to feel that way uh, in the wrestling business. Again, the entertainment industry is a whole different animal. Um, so, um, but also I came into wrestling kind of knowing not what to look for, but because of the things that happen in the film business, I knew where not to go, what not to do, what to stay away from. So it made me more open to that. So I just avoided things. And I'm a person that loves to have a good time. I love to go to the bar and dance a lot. That's what I do. I drink red wine and I dance a whole lot, you know, but, uh, yeah, I just hope that um, our new norm is uh, better, so to speak. Uh, cleansed, if you will, of all of that BS. <laughs> I, I absolutely think it will be. I think it, it's made the world so much more stronger, so much more creative, so much more united in some facets. We still have some work to do, like obviously Black Lives Matter. That's a whole nother, a whole nother ball of, of, of concern out there. And yep. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the one thing that Canadians and Americans share in common and not to get political is that both of our leaders are complete and utter idiots so i know i don't want to get you started <laughs> i don't want to get you started i don't want to get you started you all the hate mail <laughs> coming in yep um but yes i i understand exactly what you're saying without even having to say anything else um it's a mess right now and with all of the movements going on and whatnot. And I do have to say that I think that some of the movements that are going on wouldn't be as prevalent if COVID hadn't happened because more people are forced to kind of be online and look and read and see. So more, there's more eyes, you know, seeing these things and these movements. And, and of course, again, even like with Black Lives Matter, a few bad people, and when I say a few, I don't just mean a few, but I mean a few bad people doing bad things like, you know, looting and stuff like that basically brings down uh, the whole point of the struggle in the first place. It, sh you know, it shouldn't belittle the struggle because this is still a thing, but then you have people out there taking advantage of it. And that's what I mean in all movements, there's always gonna be a group of people that's going to take advantage. This is what happens. And then it basically mars the what, what's trying to be done, how we're trying to make things better. So the it's, it's crazy right now, it really is. And my solace is, or are rather, horror movies and wrestling. And those are uh, my bubbles. And I just go in them and then I come out, look around and I gotta do stuff take care of the kids, do all of that stuff, and then I go back in my bubble. So you have to also find a happy place with the, the times that we're going through right now because it's just really horrible. Horrible thing on top of horrible thing. And then we're losing so many people. You know, just, it's, it's crazy. We just lost John Saxton, Nightmare on Elm Street. You just said that was one of your favorite series and he was the sweetest guy. Um, I'm glad that it wasn't to COVID, not that it really 
makes a difference, but that isn't one of those statistics, you know. And uh, Regis, I mean, and he was prevalent in wrestling as well. Just we're losing so many people. It's just, it's 2020 can suck ass. Somebody should say 2020 can suck eggs too, because <laughs> I truly about, feel that. <laughs> how about that as a shirt? Moose slash 2020 sucks eggs. <laughs> No, okay. I think we have to separate. We have to separate them because they're two different entities that suck eggs. So let's keep moves with moose in twenty twenty with twenty twenty. Absolutely, I think twenty twenty is even worse. It's it's just been horrible from day one. And I was going twenty twenty is going to be the year, but I wasn't specific on what it was the year for. So in conclusion, twenty twenty is the year for shit. It's like it's just crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And my final question before we wrap this up, because I want you to go enjoy your Sunday. But before we do wrap it up, I want to actually uh, shout you and Tommy out for we had to push this interview back. And I'm not trying to glorify you guys, but I want to show what one thing that COVID has helped is the humanitarian side of the world. And you messaged me and you said, hey, listen, we got to push it back half an hour or so because Tommy and I are going out grocery shopping. And we're getting something for all the elderly people in the neighborhood. We're asking them what they need because we don't want them going out. And that's something that a lot of people, it's been suggested for people to do. A lot of people are doing it, but nobody knows about it. And that's the wonderful thing about what I think about COVID the most part, about 2020 anyways, is that the world has learned to become more human, if that makes any kind of sense. The emotion we're all feeling, we're all in this together. And when you hear stories like that, that's why I replied back to you right away. I said, Absolutely. What kind of asshole would I be and say, no, we said 2 p.m. I'm going to have a temper tantrum. You need to be. No, I wouldn't say that because of what you're doing is amazing. I did the same thing for my mother-in-law and my father-in-law today. I was at Costco, one of the best stores to shop at during COVID. Before COVID, it sucked. But when COVID, COVID, it is like the most organized place ever. I fucking love Costco. I've been in there once since since COVID and I do. I do love it. They they are so so on point. Shout out to Costco for being on point, man. Yes, but when you, when you hear stories yeah. like that, it, 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 filled, it filled my heart with all kinds of joy. And I just want to thank you guys for everything that you are doing and all those small things that are happening all over the world because those are the things that matter. So I needed well, to, sh- I I needed to shout all, you out. That was, all, that was all him because it's something that he's been doing. I do those things on my end because uh, I live in Baltimore and New York. So in New York, you can just order everything. But uh, in in Baltimore, we always make sure, I mean, we don't have a whole lot of uh, elderly people around, but also I have to make sure I take care of um, all, you know, the, our, my family in, in Jersey to see if, okay, do you need me to mail something to you? I mail something to you. You have to make sure you wipe it down, clean it down because uh, my son was telling me he works for Amazon and he said somebody at Amazon had tested positive for COVID in where he is and he works where in a district where they ship to us so that's why we started making sure that anything that comes into the house even in a box that we wipe it down first so it's to me it's best to let like a lot of your elderly family members know that if they receive packages and stuff like that if they can and if they're alone wipe that down first and make you know make sure because just because it came in the mail doesn't mean that it's safe uh and that was something that i didn't even really think about at first now we wipe down all of our groceries and everything um we make sure we wipe down their groceries before giving it to him 
so just keep that in mind because I think we forget those those little things that can make a big difference. You can bring it into your house without even knowing. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. And my final question, because I know you've answered this a million times, but I've never asked the question. So to me, it's a new and exciting question. The original Gata. What does it mean? I know what it means because you've answered it before, but to all my <laughs> listeners who may not know, what does it mean? Well, um, I don't know if I gave you the, 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 the PG answer or the non-PG answer, uh, just in ter terms of all the problems that I went through. But uh, first of all, GATA stands for cat. And um, I've always had a connection with cats all my life. It's just been a connection that I've had. And um, I actually, there's, there's a couple of things with that. I was just the original Gata. It's now the true original Gata because I had a, an issue with another girl that we had the name at the same time. And then she went rogue on me, like kind of crazy rogue on me. But uh, I trademarked the name because it's, it's very important to me. It's, it's based in my roots. It's based in what I went through. Just like how I, was, I spoke about wrestling helping me. Uh, it sounds so weird, except for people, my furry people that understand and love, they have furry family members. Cats, I feel like cats saved me throughout my childhood. And, um, and so I, was, I called myself Cat, but there was a, a guy somewhere in Spain that used to call me Gata. And that was actually how I first got the name. And then she liked it from there. And then we both like became Gata's. But um, I was just the original Gata, but I had to change it to the true original Gata because I am the true original cat. <laughs> um, plus I love Catwoman too. So that helps a lot as well. I'm a big comic book geek. But uh, uh, whether people know that or not, I don't know if they do because I cosplay and stuff as well. I do. Um, I know that. <laughs> Marvel Universe. I mean, I do love, I love, I love all comics. You have pictures with uh, you in a Wonder Woman costume. Don't say Marvel Universe. You can't say that. <laughs> I, you I, can't. That's why I said, don't get me wrong. I <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm kind of about that Marvel life, but I will cosplay anybody. I mean, I've cosplayed Chucky, so... I know you made you made Chucky look so damn good, <laughs> and you also made Chucky very life size because we all know Chucky's about two feet very, tall. So. I was very much a life size Chucky, <laughs> but um, I always do my interpretations of it, just like the Marie Antoinette uh, cosplay that I did. That took hours to put on that makeup, and I did it at a uh, New York Comic Con with Tommy when he was a guest there. I was like, I think I'm gonna dress up as Marie Antoinette and you know like come with you and it took like maybe four hours to get Damn. into that makeup and i came over there with him and he was like you look like an entirely different person like it was only the boobs that was just kind of recognizable and that was it but um but yeah um gotta means a gotta means a lot to me so i mean i still have people call me cat or they call me gotta they don't call me the the full name but uh, I feel most comfortable being called that. When somebody says Monique or Monique Dupree, I'm like, why are you calling me by my government name? That's <laughs> but uh, yeah, it does. It, it, it's, I'm very connected and rooted. I was a cat person until 
some years ago that I became a dog person too. So now I love cats and dogs. My goal is to get, you know, a puppy and a kitten and raise them up together. Best friends, best friends for life. Absolutely. Yep. Well, I have another nickname for you. I'm going to call you friend and colleague because this interview has been an absolute, absolute pleasure. And for anybody out there that's stupid enough not to be following you, which they should be already, but if they're stupid enough not to be, could you shout out your socials for everyone out there? Yes, it's uh, the original Gata, T H A, original Gata, all across the board, except for Snapchat is uh, Mrs. Tommy Dreamer. You can follow me on Twitch at Mrs. Tommy Dreamer, and everything else is uh, the original Gata, at the original Gata on Instagram, on Twitter, on, I don't know. On my Facebook is the true original Gata. I'm verified everywhere but Snapchat. So I don't want to be verified on Snapchat because I kind of come in and out of there and just post little things that I like or that's weird that people wouldn't understand on any of my other platforms. Uh, so Snapchat is a place where I get a chance to just be me all the time without, you know, having to promote something. So so that's what I love. And um, also make sure you follow all of of House of Hardcore's social media at House of Hardcore. Um, and uh, you can keep up with anything that's going on with House of Hardcore by going to houseofhardcore.net. I always have to promote, this is, this is my job, this is what I do. So it's not even just about promoting myself. I'm always gonna uh, promote him as well. Well, absolutely, 150%. Uh, follow all those if you're not. I follow all of that. So now, uh, just for a shameless plug of my own, my social medias are Straight Talk Wrestling on Instagram and Facebook and underscore Straight Talk on Twitter. And, you know, to get a follow from Miss Monique Dupree would be fantastic. I'm sure she might be following me on a couple, but she may not I, I be following thought, me at all. I thought so. And are you, you are on Twitch? No, I'm not on Twitch. I'm not there yet. I'm not cool enough to be on Twitch. I'll well, get there I one day. I don't actually, I don't actually do any um, videos or anything on Twitch. I was strictly on Twitch initially to moderate for. Um, we do every Wednesday. We do a, a a live Twitch where you could see Tommy and you could talk to him uh, via the chat room, and I'm the moderator. So I just started Twitch just to do that, and then I decided to branch off and start my own because I'm House of Hardcore on there when I'm moderating. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to do my own thing. And I think I'm going to start playing video games eventually. But I haven't done any of that stuff yet. So if you follow me, you just follow me just to follow me until I start doing something like worthwhile. But everything that I, I promote is wrestling. So Absolutely. And you are the true original promoter, the true original Gata, the true original amazing person. And now someone that I consider a member of the Straight Talk family. Anytime you want to come back on the show. You have my, we're, we're already connected, but you just shoot me a message. You say, George, that was a blast. I want to do it again because you're an amazing podcast host. And I'll be like, oh, thank you, Monique. I appreciate that. I, I, I'll take oh, it. I, I, like, I do like this because it's just like we're having a conversation. And sometimes when you do a podcast or interviews, it feels like it's an interview and not two people sitting down talking and going back and forth this is what i like because you, you know you're more at ease and you're more you're more comfortable and i appreciate that from you so thank you very much and you actually are a good uh interviewer you just it just feels like two friends sitting down to talk you have your i hope coffee i have my coffee uh 
I didn't post it because I said product placement. I didn't know if I was allowed to. So I'm trying to hide the Starbucks logo yeah. on the cup. Right. I was trying to drink like over here <laughs> <Yeah>. like this. <laughs> that's why I didn't show it, but I have my huge cup of coffee too. So that's what I felt like. It's just two people sitting down because of COVID. We can't be in person. So we're just, you know, like shooting the shit, you know, via, oh, there I go. It's okay. It's all good. It's all good. No, I, I appreciate that from you. It's a, it's an amazing opportunity to sit down and talk with you. Somebody who, like I said, has been in my life in a lot of positive ways and her brother as well has been in my life. But when I was eight years old, a very, very <laughs> negative way, I've now gotten over it. And that's actually one of my, is one of my favorites. I listed that as my favorite three. Tony Todd is an absolute legend. And one day I hope to shake his hand because that dude was my childhood in a very negative way early on. But after that, it was very positive. From His the final destination, wrap around yours, and you'd be looking up at him like that. I um. just, I just want to shake his hand and go, "Flesh of the Fallen." Can you say "Flesh of the Fallen"? <laughs> uh, I forgot to say real quick. Um, I have a lot of movies streaming on Amazon. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch for free. I have uh, three movies dropping this year on Amazon. I can't say I don't remember. Okay, Fright Before Christmas um spade versus skycotic and spade he of crows uh the spade is actually a trilogy and um the first one just came out and i'm not in that one but it's on amazon as well and then those those three will be coming out before the end of the year so the cool thing about being at home is if you have amazon which most people do you can just watch the movies from the comfort of your own home but i also i have movies there both for sale and movies that are streaming. So if you want to see some of the cheesy stuff that I do that I'm so Skeleton proud of. Skeleton Key. Skeleton Key. Buy the Skeleton Keys. They're mm -hmm. awesome. They're so you much fun. Forget, you can't forget Troma, though. No, Troma, you can't. Lloyd Kaufman is the godfather of independent filmmaking. And I was so blessed to be in. I'm in Return of Newcomb High, Volume 2. Mm -hmm. And I'm also in Shakespeare Shitstorm. Yes. I I'm wait, I, I, I can't wait for part in that, that movie. Yeah. So, uh, um, that was like my first, that was my biggest role ever for Troma. I had to do fight choreography for it. We had to do rehearsal. Uh, Tommy almost made it in the film, but he had scheduling conflicts. So he literally couldn't, he, it was a main character. They wanted him to play a main character to show his talents because he's a talented actor as well. Uh, we actually did a film together called Witch Trials that uh, there's a lot of wrestlers in that film too. And uh, if you look it up on IMDb, you should be able to see the trailer uh, I think just incredible. And there's a lot of wrestlers in this movie. So that's a movie for you wrestling fans to watch out for. It's not about wrestling. It just has a lot of wrestlers in it showing their acting chops. Well, I got to let you go because I got to go upstairs and I got to re-up on all these things we just talked about. <laughs> no, but Monique Dupree, you're an absolute pleasure. The original goddess, you are a goddess. You are a fantastic human being. And I consider you one of my close friends now. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You take care. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And as always, guys, tune in next week. Follow the socials. So for myself, your host, your boy, George McKay, thank you so much for listening. As always, peace, love, and wrestling. Talk to you guys next week. Bye, Monique. Peace. Peace. <laughs> hey, guys. It's your host, your boy, George McKay. Today's episode was brought to you by our official sponsor, Ray Bernardo of Road Sport Chrysler. This man has been in the auto business for 25 years. Everyone that has gone to see him has saved money on every single car deal that he's made. But more than ever now, in these uncertain times, he's doing more than that. If you've got lease of financing options that are too high, give him a call. If you've got auto repairs that you just can't afford, 
give him a call. Ray's reaching out to give back, and he's doing that because of 25 years of experience. So be sure to give Ray and his team a call, 888-656-3013. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. Road Sport, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Don't overpay, buy from Ray. Now the official sponsor of Straight Talk Wrestling. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com. Oh.